0: A very special guest to the show now. We love when he's on. A uh, treat for our listeners, the one and only world-renowned trend expert, Mr. Gerald Salente, if you've heard him on here before, a trend forecaster, a uh, publisher of the Trends Journal. Uh, you've heard him on or seen him on CNN, the Oprah Winfrey Show, uh, Today's Show, Good Morning America, CBS Morning News, it's on and on. And of course, The Real Money Show. Welcome back to the show, Gerald. Well, Gerald, as always, it's a pleasure to have you with us here on The Real Money Show. We're glad to have you aboard. And uh, let me cut right to the first question I have given the relatively new state of being in post-Brexit UK, what are your thoughts to date and what are you observing as UK citizens now deal in a new world of order? Um, You know, does does gold or silver buying play a role in moving forward?
1: Well, you know, there's so much uncertainty with uh, what going to come out of Brexit. You know, the the numbers of of losses that they're totaling up now are really astronomical. And there's really no quantifiable base for it. It's mostly speculation. But the bigger picture is just think of what uh, they just happened, uh, what happened just a week ago over here in the States with the IMF and the World Bank meetings in Washington they're concerned about brexit they're concerned about anti-globalization trends they're concerned about anti anti uh, about pro-protectionist trends and they're also warning of a uh, a global slowdown so it's a very volatile situation so in situations like this as we look at it and again brexit only being one element within the global picture uh, we we again we don't give financial advice with trend forecasters. Of
0: course, of course.
1: We uh, we have gold and gold and silver as uh, the safe haven commodities. Look, what brought gold prices down uh, over a week ago? All of a sudden, you know, there was naked short selling that dropped gold prices forty dollars. It happened on a Tuesday. Who's one of the world's biggest buyers of gold? China. Where was China that week? How come gold went down so quick? How come the Chinese weren't buying? Well, ironically, it was golden week in China. It was a vacation week. The markets were closed for a week. They drove down the prices of gold when the Chinese markets were closed. Again, one of the world's largest buyers of gold. So there's great concern that the equity markets... Are, are are in trouble as a matter of fact, you know what we've been saying and others you know for years because we know this whole thing is just blown up with fake money, you know digital money backed by nothing and printed on nothing, and negative and in zero interest rate policy, red alert for u s stocks with very high chances of severe fall warns h s b c yeah, no kidding, so of course, you have a global instability on the geopolitical and economic fronts. So gold and silver are the safe haven assets.
0: And again, that to me is pretty amazing considering where we are in the big picture that they could still get away with that given... How much we've had in terms of real information coming to the forefront, how many times you've spoken and others like yourself, great analysts around the world, trend predictions, things that are getting sent out to the media in droves now in a much bigger number, yet still you see a very small percentage of people control the the market on a Tuesday, as you said, in the middle of a time when one country's asleep or on vacation for a week. So it it does still surprise me that it's happening, but I think what the future holds is amazing. Now, if if you're a reader of the Trends Journal, and and we do here at Guildhall read it, and I highly suggest you do subscribe to it if you're listening to the show, you may have heard the term direct democracy uh, bantered about in the most recent Trends Journal. What I'm curious to know, Gerald, Do gold and silver buying play a role moving forward as assets of independence and anti-establishment? And does gold ownership in the large picture play any role in the idea of what you call or refer to as direct democracy?
1: Yes, it does. Because, again, you know, gold is, I mean, gold's been around since the beginning of the written word. And uh, direct democracy, of course, Brexit is an example of it. You know, let the people decide what they want. You know we're talking about the manipulation of the markets. Everything's manipulated by a small group of people. They call them the economic elite. They actually use that word. So you're looking again. The economic read the Financial Times. Anyone they refer to the meeting I was talking about in Washington. The economic elite. We are just peasants in Slave Landia. So gold is that currency outside of Slave Landia that gives the people the freedom regardless of of states, nationalities, or borders, to trade as they wish. And again, it's been around since the written word's been around. So it's not going anywhere, but they're trying to kill it so that they can keep their currencies that are digital dollars backed by nothing and printed on nothing to give them some kind of credibility of substance. So going back to direct democracy, yes, gold is a is a direct element of that because it's a we the people commodity and direct democracy is a we the people choice of what our future should look like. Look, I've written international bestsellers. I've written a number of books. I've been publishing the Trends Journal since 1991. It took me to my last birthday to write this one sentence and I can't use the term that I actually wrote, but I'll give you an idea. I was not put on this earth to take orders from, I'll use the word jerks, but I used another <laughs> word. And that's what direct democracy is. Who made up this stuff that we have a bunch of little low-life people called presidents, prime ministers, and chancellors, and generals of this and that, and, and policymakers, etc., to tell us what we should be doing? Who put this in their heads? Their egos, that's what put it in their heads. So direct democracy is a direct link to gold because it buys freedom at real value.
0: It's an interesting concept, and I think it's one that our readers, our listeners definitely relate to. On the heels of that, you wrote the following in article in the most recent trends journal titled People Power, The New World Order, in which we talked you talked about that particular concept. In that particular article, what I wanted to know is that how, how confident are you that this type of Brexit situation is going to bleed over to other countries around the world? Is this inevitable? And if so, do the types of assets we talk about on the show end up becoming much uh, more important in the mainstream?
1: It's not, go- it's not happening in the United States or Canada. The North Americans have lost their courage as I see it. Look at this presidential election what a freak show this is nothing more than name calling where's the outrage turn on the mainstream media listen to these little prostitutes these media whores repeating their their corporate lines and and their and their shilling for their their uh... their political whore masters look at these people arguing between each other and among each other about which jerk is the worst jerk or the better jerk and all they're doing is throwing out cheap lines, nothing about policy, zero, not a zilch, maybe just some throwaway lines. You know, Trump is going to get rid of ISIS, I'm going to beat the hell out of him. You know what am I, six years old, who are you talking to? You know who he's talking to? He's talking to the face of America, just as Hillary Clinton is. How are you going to get rid of ISIS? I'm going to get rid of that leader, Bogue Daddy, or whatever his name. I thought he was a rap singer, you know? I mean, this is how shallow the whole thing is. It's a mirror image of America. You're asking about answer, about, uh, uh, Brexit. And direct democracy, look what's going on in Italy, whether it's the five-star movement or the Northern League, in Le Pen with France. Look what's going on in, in, in the Netherlands with uh, Gert Wilder. Look what's going on in Austria with the Freedom Party. Look what's going on in, Br- in, in Germany with the AfD, the Alternative for Deutschland Party. All movements of the people by the people. The media calls it right-wing movements, left-wing movements, populist movements. They're fed-up movements. But they're not happening in North America. This is the only place where people are getting shafted right in front of their eyes, and they don't have the courage to stand up and fight back.
0: Well, I guess then the magnitude of false data continues, because we talk about it constantly on here in terms of the headlines being distributed around North America and how people unfortunately have succumbed to reading a quick headline and believing it for word. Does this change the overall impression that you have moving forward of what might happen in North America? Is there a tipping point to be had anytime in the near future that might lead us in a new direction?
1: The tipping point has to come. I've been at this business a lot of years. I began my career, by the way, at a graduate school. My, my degree was in a master's of public administration I began to run political campaigns in Westchester County. I was a number, right out of graduate school. the number, number two guy running the mayoral race in Yonkers. And we're talking about a city of almost 300,000 people. I was in Westchester County running campaigns. I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate, designed and instructed American politics and campaign technology, and um, St. John's University, chief government affairs specialist for the chemical industry in, in D.C. and Chicago for many years. I uh, had pictures of... I've been with presidents. I've been with prime ministers. I've been with princes, and you know, I know what this deal is. And it has to start from the bottom up, and that's what's not happening. It has to be a groundswell. Until there's a groundswell, you, I don't believe it's going to happen. So you take Trump for example. He's a pop populist. What he stands for, be, be, when it all not so confused is what so many people are looking for but we don't have the infrastructure in place the groups in place to make it happen so it has to as I see it it needs to be from the bottom up and I just don't see that building it, events usually don't cause it uh, people like to say things like you know things really have to collapse it has to get worse before it gets better no it could get a lot worse after it gets worse you know, look what's going on in Iraq. But, hey, 15-year war in Afghanistan. How much worse could it get? Is it getting any better? Well, for the Taliban, it's better. They're recapturing just about everything that they lost. So it needs to be, I believe, a movement based in morality. And that's something that's missing from the equation today. It's mostly about how about me? You yeah, had I tell you more about me? Let me tell you about me. And that's what it's about me, and it's not about us.
0: Well, on the heels of that, too, I mean, if you think about uh, where the U.S. is going in particular as Canadians, this is a question our listeners want to pose to you to constantly, you know, if you're going to have Gerald on, you have to ask him, what happens to the precious metals sector if either Clinton or Trump get
1: elected? I mean, it's a big question. Nothing. We don't see an issue with either of them. Right. And that's who, and we've been writing about this. It's a bigger issue than them. America's five percent of the world's population. Yeah, we're the world's biggest economy, and we're going down fast. Look at what's going on in Canada. I have to tell you. How about all the Chinese moving in? The business of China is business. They're buying up the world. The business of America and Canada is war. They're wasting our their resources, the people's resources. We're not building a future. We're destroying nations. We're in a state of fear. When you're in a state of fear and terror, you don't have, your creative senses decline. This isn't a speculation. It's fact. And you can look, you read philosophers on it. Look at, look at the golden ages just in the United States, for example. We pick up any magazine from the 1930s. Listen to the music of the 1930s. a depression going on. Terrible times. One of the greatest times of creativity, the jazz age. The Roaring Twenties, the 1930s, glamour, elegance, no fear of war. So as long as we're in this war state mentality, you don't have a creative sense building at the highest levels it should be. So the, the election doesn't mean anything in the grander scale. It's a global scale, and the global scale is very clear. We wrote about this three years ago in our Trends Journal. We call it China boomtown in a country near you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're saying. So the election doesn't mean anything. It's mostly hyperbole. You know, if Trump gets in, will there be things that, you know, will drive gold up more so than Clinton? Possibly. But the picture is much bigger than both of them, and a lot bigger than the United States.
0: Gerald, uh, it's Paul here. Just a couple of questions. Last uh, week, you know, Deutsche Bank, um, the Department of Justice fined them fourteen billion dollars. We haven't heard a thing this week. Not in since last Friday. There hasn't been one thing in the press about Deutsche Bank. The same thing uh, on Tuesday of this week. John Corzine uh, offered a five million dollar fine uh, under MF Global not to be prosecuted. I think. What What is your thoughts on John Corzine, the former governor and
1: senator? <laughs> well, you know my thoughts on John the slime Corzine, you know the former head of the Goldman Sachs gang, and uh, as well, and uh, you know he robbed me of my money. I had I had um, gold contracts uh, that I was going to take purchase of in November, and they went into segregated accounts and and stole our dough, and crashed the um, uh, MF Global. By the way, go back to that date. It was coming up. It was Halloween, October 11th. Quite ironic, by the way. Not only did he crash MF Global, and again we're in a neo-feudal society i mentioned to you read the language they call the people the very rich the economic elite there are different laws in a neo-feudal society for the economic elite and the political nobility they never go to jail they pay, they pay fines and most of the fines are slap on the wrists. going back to corzine and what he did go back to that date Gold peaked just around then. It was the beginning of gold's decline when MF Global went under. Gold was around 1927, near its high. When MF Global brought down the commodities market, gold prices started to slump right after that. And again, this is a guy that's the former head of the Goldman Sachs gang, besides being governor and senator in New Jersey. A disgusting human being gets off with a slap on the wrist fine, and you're right. It came out one day in the media that he was going to pay the fine. It went away. The same thing with Deutsche Bank. News, 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 no news. The whole game is rigged. There is no free media. Look what's coming out with the WikiLeaks tapes about Clinton and how the whole media game is rigged. One guy after that little boy, John Harwood. How about Hallwood? A little Slimer on CNBC shooting his arrogant mouth off all the time as he bends over and licks there, you-know-what. Sitting on his, kneeling down and sucking up. It's right there for everybody to read to the Clintons and the rest of the higher-ups. And these are the little clowns and low-life, little boys without a pair of cojones among all of them, if you put them together. And but they're it, selling us the lies. But who, who, who are another? the people,
0: uh, Gerald, that are watching CNBC and, and taking notice?
1: But again, it's, it's, a, it's a cumulative effect. It's not only CBS, this clown also writes. for the. They call themselves the paper of record, the New York Times. How about the toilet paper of record? This is a, this is a newspaper that took us to war against Iraq with the lies that, you know, Saddam Hussein had aluminum tubes and yellow cake and this and that. So when you put it all together, the Cartoon News Network, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, BBC, one after another, and you put it all together, it has an impact. So it's the the sum of the total. And in the United States, why do you think they're all in favor of Clinton? It's a very simple formula. It's called the deregulation of the 1996 Federal Communications Act by Bill Clinton. In the old days... All the radio radios thousands of people owned radio stations TV local TV stations he deregulated the industry now six companies own over ninety percent of the media in America so it does have an effect although the alternative media it has its it has a way of getting a message out the mainstream media is still the mainstay in terms of setting an agenda. I need no greater example than Aleppo and how we've been taught to hate the Russians because of what's going on in Aleppo, but yet the Saudis are bombing the hell out of innocent people in Yemen with armaments supplied by the United States. Obama sold the Saudis more bombs, bullets, and, and weapons of, of destruction than any other president. But that doesn't make the news on the front page. They'll show a kid from Aleppo, but they won't show the 150 slaughtered last week in Yemen by the Saudis. So the mass media makes a difference.
0: So, in other words, nothing's changed in terms of the way they present that to us. It's always been swept under the rug, and we'll continue to do so.
1: As long as they're in charge. Right. And that's what the people don't realize the power they have. And that's what the cover of the Trends Journal is: people power. And and it, again, it's it, all it does is take populist movements, and the time has never been better for it. Again, you're seeing it with all the things that I mentioned, whether again the Podemos party, and yeah, they kind of sold out in Spain, but the look, the the, the, the five star movement in Italy that you have a now you have a woman mayor of Rome, thirty seven years old. The fourth largest city, Torino, another woman mayor from the five-star movement. You saw Merkel's party get bashed in the first round of elections that just went on from the AFD, the Alternative for Deutschland. They're going to have an election coming up soon in Austria, and it looks like the Freedom Party is going to win. The movement is there. The people have to move.
0: It's just going to happen here last, most likely. The way we
1: see it, look, we launched Occupy Peace last year. OccupyPeace.us. To honor the founding fathers, no foreign entanglements. We raised hardly no any money at all to keep it going. I had Ralph Nader, Cindy Sheehan, the woman that camped out in front of George Bush's place for like five months. Her son was killed in Iraq. Dr. Robert Thurman, Uma Thurman's father, renowned Buddhist practitioner. Gary Knoll from New York City, very, you know, huge radio personality. We've closed down the four corners up here in Colonial Kingston. I know billionaires and multi-millionaires, not one penny for peace, no money for peace. Hey, they just had International Peace Day. You know what it was? September 21st. You know how much media coverage it got? Try nothing.
0: It doesn't surprise us at all, nor our listeners, and on that note... How do our listeners connect with Gerald Salente if they want to get a hold of the Trends Journal and become one of the uh, subscription readers?
1: Well, it's easy. Go to TrendsResearch.com, TrendsResearch.com. And besides the Trends Journal, of course, we do trends in the news broadcasts each weekday night. We have uh, Trends Monthly, Trend Alerts each week and of course we're having a conference here and in, um, in, we have them throughout the year the next one's coming up in December we'll be launching the uh, top trends of 2017 and again we believe the Trends Journal is the only place where you're going to find history before it happens and what we also do is to provide people with strategies to consider and opportunities to seize and dangers to avoid in these upcoming times and you asked me first about gold, and my our forecast remains the same. When gold breaks over $1,400 an ounce and stabilizes, it's going to spike to 2000
0: Well, listen, we're going to be paying attention, that's for sure, Gerald, and we appreciate the time that you take to spend with us. Our listeners love hearing from you, and we look forward to the next time we get a chance to speak with you. Be well, my friend, and uh, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, and thank you, Paul. See, take care, Gerald.